Everyone says they do technique, but if you look around the industry, you're still seeing arms being thrashed everywhere. No one's teaching or coaching from the ground up. That's where punching power comes from. So we brought back skill and we use science to back it up. You're listening to the Fitness Industry Podcast, powered by Australian Fitness Network. For articles, resources, and inspiration to grow your fitness business and career, go to fitnessnetwork.com.au, where you can also find a huge range of online courses, many of them accredited for CECs and other professional development credits, with up to a massive 30% savings for members of Australian Fitness Network. And for an amazing weekend of face-to-face learning, be sure to register for Filex, the main event on the fitness industry calendar, at filex.com.au. Martial arts coach and educator Hayes Daywood trained fighters to win international titles before switching his focus to boxing for fitness. Here he chats with the fitness industry podcast, Bell Fong, about bringing the focus back to boxing skills, the importance of evidence-based practice, and aiming for perfection in technique, even when you're boxing for fitness, not competition. Okay, Hayes, welcome to the Fitness Industry Podcast. Hello, Belle. Thanks for having me. So what is Australian Combat and Exercise's role in terms of education in the fitness industry? As far as education, we develop continuing education programs, PD programs and health and wellness seminars. We are known for our three face-to-face courses, two boxing ones and one technical lifting program. So we also have a part to play in the combat world where we do a lot of research for combat athletes improving performance and sports science services. So yeah, lots to cover. So how and why did you start offering boxing courses to industry? Well, I was in the corporate world for 11 years. I got retrenched, so there was no job for me to go back to. And I thought, stuff this, I'm going to follow my own passion and started teaching martial arts or boxing and kickboxing for fitness Took my old corporate contacts. And I was running a session at Sydney Observatory Park. I had this insurance company in their stance, I was teaching form and technique, and around me I saw all these groups of trainers running what was supposed to be boxing. Nothing resembled the boxing for fitness I'd seen in my life, nothing. All I saw was limbs being thrashed everywhere. I couldn't even work out who was pad-holding, excessive running, push-ups. All these groups were running the same style session. So I went back to Luke, who was Dr. Luke Delvecchio, our head sports scientist. He was running a corporate center at the time with the Fuji Xerox. And I said, what's the story? And he said, oh, that's a old school boxer size. And I said, it could be done better, Luke. He witnessed my kickboxing fitness session for his corporate group. And we decided to build boxing skills and fitness with the sports science of boxing. So really, we took it back to basics. We had to develop a program that brought back skill, the skill component of boxing, because that was that was gone. Everyone says they do technique, but if you look around the industry, you're still seeing arms being thrashed everywhere. No one's teaching or coaching from the ground up. That's where punching power comes from. So we brought back skill and we used science to back it up. And the knowledge of physiology, energy systems, interval training, we tie that into a package. We educate the trainer from equipment all the way from the foot to the knee, to the hip, to the trunk, to the arm, positioning, coaching cues. And a year later, launched our course, and a year after that, we became Australia's most accredited boxing course. 
What that means is we're the only boxing course in Australia to have sports science approval by ESSA, Exercise Sports Science Australia. That's how it started. Obviously, there are a number of companies out there offering boxing courses for fitness professionals. What do you think makes Australian Combat Exercise different from everyone else? Well, it's not a boxer size course. For us, the skills component is priority. We want to bring back skill into the industry, and we believe fitness professionals can do that. So the day that we run isn't a boot camp. We don't smash trainers on pads. We give them the systems and the progression so they can leave and run skill-based sessions with fitness. And the fitness component is where people generally overdo it and they run out of ideas. You've got plenty of time in an hour or 45 minutes to teach skill and have conditioning and fitness. So we give them that, that these tools so when they leave, they can start teaching confidently right away. And again, we're the only course accredited by the sports science body. That is very difficult to do. Everything needs to be cited with references. And for me personally, our program is being backed up and endorsed by some of Australia's pioneers in Australian boxing and kickboxing. Paul Firefield, who is what the first Australian to fight kickboxing back in the 70s and 80s, one of my mentors, Mick Spinks, again, a pioneer in Australian kickboxing. My trainer, Hassi Hussein, former world number one, former Australian Olympian. These guys are known as the best boxing school in Australia. And I consult with these guys, so I don't have all the answers. So over the years, these guys have helped me include things in the program. Mm-hmm. I want the best coaches, the best boxers around me influence, influencing this program because I believe and we believe at ACE that PTs can teach skill and apply evidence-based fitness to get results for their clients. I think the industry doesn't give them enough credit. They can do well with skill and it's their duty of care. When people pay a trainer, what are they paying for first? Safety. And with skill comes safety. If you're just whacking pads, Mm. this is where we have a lot of issues. Mm. Yeah, I think it's so common for people to go out into the parks and outdoor areas and watch, you know, people, you know, like you say, when you first started is, I see it all the time, watch people with really poor technique, teaching clients things that you would never do in a boxing ring or, you know, if you're boxing against anyone else. I mean, how do you find, does that frustrate you? And I guess, yeah. Well, look, one of the most common errors we see out there with pad holding is firstly, holding the pads really wide. Now, if you look at focus pads, for example, what is the intent? What were they designed for? Well, focus pads were designed for the boxing coach to hold pads for the fighter, to teach skill, technique, coordination, and balance. Not fitness. That's one thing people are confused or shocked when they hear. They're a skill tool. Now, the benefits of skill, teaching skill to your client has so many other benefits, obviously coordination, cognitive health. If It's not just cardio, mm. but one of the most common areas is holding them really wide. Now, think of it in a ring. You're fighting an opponent with a head that's about head size, you're not holding your pads that wide. Who's got a head that wide anyway? It's got to imitate the techniques that might be used in the ring. When you hold a pad wide, you also apply pressure on the rotator cuff. That force on the pad with your arm extended wide can injure your shoulder. And if you're running group sessions, your client's shoulders, and we've got stats of that happening. So it is happening. The other issue with pad holding is the slapping. Mm. The slapping, force on force, someone slapping someone's fist. Again, pressure on the wrist, the elbow, and the shoulder joint. For both sides, increase the risk of error. Mm. Holding pads isn't meant to be a workout. Mm. 
And that's where it's gone wrong. It's not meant to be a workout. It's a tool to hold to work on skill and technique. And yes, you're going to get your heart rate up, mm. but it's a better way to do it. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Why do you think fitness professionals should use boxing or even kickboxing for fitness in their sessions? I think it's the bang for your buck. Like, have you ever punched before, Belle? I've punched a few times and I've punched with you a couple of times. Yeah, it it doesn't take much, does it? You know, the beautiful thing is you can burn up to 1,000 calories in a kickboxing fitness session. Now, to burn 1,000 calories, how long do you have to spend on the treadmill Mm. to do that? And the other thing, the stress relief. People like hitting stuff. I've never had anyone say, oh, this this is too violent. They've got this little smile on their face. They've had a long day at work. It's such a simple thing to get going in your business. All you need to invest is some wraps, some gloves, some focus pads and a shield or a boxing bag and you're up. Very low expense and they love it. So I think all fitness professionals should include it in their week, whether it's half an hour or one hour. The benefits as well, cognitive health, balance, skill acquisition, cardiovascular fitness can build muscle if done properly, activating all those muscles. It's also a form of self-defense if you coach it as we teach in our course. Mm. So, yes, we want everyone to teach boxing skills and fitness. Yeah. What do you think are the common errors you see from PTs that aren't certified to teach boxing? I know, you know, can list a handful of people, of trainers that I know that, you know, maybe have fallen into boxing through no fault of their own. They needed a cl- Someone needed a yeah. class covered, so then they've decided to cover it and they have absolutely no boxing certification behind them whatsoever. Well, as I said, the pad holding is quite an issue. Some people have done courses and their pad holding is still poor and creating injury, but the lack of coaching and the lack of coaching forms that butterfly effect. People start doing things wrong and they get injured. Mm. The lack of coaching from the ground up. Using tools like boxing wraps. A lot of people aren't wearing boxing wraps. They wear those white little marks of Jackson gloves, those inners. Apparently that's a safety tool. Some providers teach that as a safety tool. It's just odor. You're working on odour. Again, people are injuring their ligaments in their wrist from boxing with no wraps. Mm. There's no excuse five minutes to ten minutes to put a wrap on if it's slow to protect your client's hand. So that's one of the common errors that you see. People haven't been coached, no wraps, poor equipment, lack of coaching. Yeah, interesting. So now obviously Ace have brought on this technical lifting course. Can you tell us a little bit about it and, you know, I guess for the for the PTs out there that you know, think that they know how to squat, bench press, Yeah, row. well, look, it's the technical lifting program. A lot of people think, we've had a few people say, oh, technical, is that a marketing term, put technical in the front of lifting, you know? How much can you learn squat, bench press, deadlift, lat pull down? Don't we all do those in TAFE on college? Well, there's a massive gap between academia and what's happening in the real world with some of the best coaches. So this program was developed purely on the experience of myself and Dr. Luke. Dr. Luke, my colleague, 20 years a weightlifting coach. Then I introduced him to Shannon Green, our technical lifting specialist, and he was blown away. What you think you know about lifting, sometimes you don't, as soon as you've got a true expert. Someone is obsessed with a subject like Shannon who's travelled the world learning from the best strength coaches, power lifters. This program was created for the general population, for trainers, to really get their clients lifting as safe as possible, basically. What we do is we give fitness professionals the progressions to build your client up or yourself to put load on your back or to pull the load up. You've got to earn the right to put load on a bar and doing that the safest way. The goal is to execute the perfect lift. Now, what's wrong with perfection? 
oh, we're not being powerlifters. No, no, this is people's lives. Again, we've got stats and data. Spine injuries. You probably know someone that's hurt their back through lifting weights. This program is for the new and very experienced. And hopefully Shannon Green pops in and has a chat with you and you can explain it in a lot more detail, but it's the most exciting program we've got at the moment. And so what made you go down the path of, I guess, moving from boxing to technical lifting? Well, boxing is is there. It's my, it's my passion. And I saw a gap. So when I went and trained with Shannon, and I thought I knew. I've been lifting for a long time, and he, he started me from scratch with these progressions. And I asked why, and he came with the reasons. And the same thing when Luke went through that. And then you look around you and realise, hang on, everyone's doing what I was doing. We're all on the same page. So... I said, let's build this program. We all need to hear this information. You're being selfish, giving it to yourself, Shannon. And it's been great. We've sold out nearly every program, mm. 10 programs in a row. And highly recommend people come and, and let's think of the technical lifting courses, the prequel for all strength and conditioning practical courses that you've done. Mm. And the confidence you'll get out of your own lifting and for your clients it's just amazing. And can you give us an example of, say, you know, obviously you said that you thought you knew how to do a squat, how to do a bench press when you first started. What kind of, how did you feel schooled? Like what did, what did Shannon do to like make you go, oh my God, I actually, I can't even do this simple exercise. How am I even lifting or doing a proper squat? Okay, so for me, the first, the first thing that upset me is when I went to Shannon's, I went and went to do some bench press and he said, no, nah, get off. I said, Why? And he said, well, you're not lifting using your, your upper back properly. And I said, upper back? He said, well, you're, I've got a torn labrum in my right shoulder. He said, the way you're bench pressing, the conventional bench press, the one that we've all been taught with a flat back, your shoulder is going to be out of its socket. You're going to load that joint and the labrum is going to be under pressure. We need to build the shoulder, the scapular muscles, everything around the back first to put your body in the best position before we put load on and take your shoulder out of play externally rotating the back and I couldn't even do that I couldn't externally rotate my shoulder and my scapula that's how how much dysfunction I had so we started with doing external rotation exercises trying to get my shoulder and out of play and went from a row first to a lap pull down so I had to go a series of progressions for weeks before I could go onto the bench press and put my shoulder in a safe position to lift and it was the most amazing thing I had ever felt. Never did a bench press like that. Mm. And it's funny, during our technical lifting course, most of them are having the same problem. That you can say it's overtrained lats and the middle back hasn't been touched. We've all got that same thing. No one can really retract and externally rotate their shoulder properly. It's mm. a very common thing and it's, it's one of the parts of the program that we cover. And that's about 90 minutes, two hours on that segment. And... Every lift has a story with me, so I don't want to be here all day. Mm. If you were to, I guess, trainers were out there wanting to do some form of strength and conditioning yeah. training outside the Cert 3 and 4, mm. how does this differ to something like a Level 1 strength and conditioning course, for example? It's, we go down to the micro level as far as the progressions before you just touch the bar. That's the difference. So before you put weight on that barbell for a squat, we go through this series of progressions and those progressions aren't easy. Mm. And that's one thing that's lacking. So first, let's get your body primed to lift. And that process, and at the core, some people will be shocked to hear it. There's not, we're not loading bar, we're not loading the barbell. We work some barbell work, but there's no load on there because a lot of people can't do it. 
And it might only take a couple of weeks of doing those progressions, but that's the difference. Mm. The goal is to earn the right to put weight on that bar, to load, and that's what's not being taught, those progressions. And you saw the book, Belle, there's lots of progressions, and those progressions alone can create a wonderful workout for your client. Mm. I know it's sexy to put weight on a bar, but what's sexier is putting weight on the bar in a safe manner Mm. and making sure your client or yourself don't injure themselves. That's the ideal. And who are the people that are coming to these courses? Like, are you getting people that have just come out of their Cert 3, Cert 4, or you have got people that are currently working in strength and conditioning? Like, what are the, what's the kind of general consensus or majority of the people that are doing this course? Well, it was a big shock to me. Initially, I just assumed all the, the new Cert 4 students would come and do the course, but we've had new trainers, Cert 3, Cert 4. We've had exercise physiologists experienced trainers come and we've noticed now physiotherapists have been attending and getting lots of information that they can use in their practice Mm. and they've all been blown away from the cert four to the physiotherapist and you know a physiotherapist's knowledge of anatomy but still there's a gap between the expert lifting coaches out there and what they learn at uni and what's happening out in the real world So that's been a lovely surprise. So we've really expanded that. It's not just the PT course anymore. It's for the exercise physiologist, the exercise scientist, the physiotherapist, the strength and conditioning coaches. It's a wonderful group. So we have 20 people at this course. We've got three coaches on the floor, sometimes four, to make sure the trainers and the coaches and the physiotherapists are getting that attention. I think it's so refreshing to have, I guess, a company that, like ACE, that is, you know, putting more focus on technique and skills and not just I'm here to you know get your heart rate up and you know hit some pads like because I think a lot of trainers out there want to use boxing in their in their training but maybe don't know or have the correct tools to do that absolutely and it comes down to the fear of teaching skill is confidence and communication and we hear that a lot but we'll give you the tools to get confident and you need to practice your communication right Where did I start? I was a 16-year-old coach in martial arts. I've been in martial arts and boxing for 30 years. And I didn't start coaching beautifully and have these great external cues happening. No, it's a process, Mm. but you've got to start somewhere. So when you do any course, start implementing it right away. Don't get your certificate, stick it on the wall and say, I'm a certified boxing coach, I'm a certified TRX or whatever. Start coaching, plan it, prep it, work on your cueing, and then you'll enjoy coaching. And the other thing is common is trainers letting clients dictate the session. No, 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 I don't want to wear wraps. No, 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 that's how I hold pads. No, it doesn't work that way. The customer isn't always right. Mm. That's bullcrap. You're the coach. You're the leader. You're looking after their health. Because I can tell you now, if they hurt themselves, who are they going to blame? You. Mm. But they want, yeah, so that's one, one thing that we really want to push, that skill component. Why not aim for perfection? Mm-hmm. Why not? And can you keep, oh, it's just for fitness, but you're going to hurt them eventually. Who doesn't like learning something or skill? Mm-hmm. If you give them the whys, why do you hold pads this way? Why do you punch with your body, not just your arms? Give them the whys. Educate your clients. They'll be receptive. If you just say, do this and do that, well, that's bullshit. What does that even mean? Mm-hmm. Let's remove that. And like you say, I think once you learn how to use your body from the ground up, it's not just, it doesn't just become a punch. If you physically are using your entire body for this punch, you know, within a few minutes, you are exhausted. Absolutely. And you see, when I, at Filex this year, our session hit kickboxing. They all did, it was a 75-minute session. 
each group did a total of 10 minutes each of activity. Mm. 10 minutes. And they were exhausted. And that was to prove that if you do it right, they will get a workout. And also to prove there's always time to teach skill in a session. Don't give me that bull crap about, oh, I've only got a 45-minute session, half an hour. You can teach how to clench a fist properly, rotate the fist, rotate the trunk when you punch. Like, why not? That's beautiful. Good form. And they'll feel better. Mm. We need to move away from sloppy stuff. I think the industry is better than that. And overseas are catching up. In Australia, we are, I definitely believe we're the leaders in fitness and health for our population. But we do some stuff in Asia and they really want quality. They're going to spend three to 500 bucks on a course or even $1,000. They want to apply this stuff. Mm. They want to be high end. Why can't we be high end? It's about how we educate ourselves and apply it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So if people want to learn more about ACE, how can people find you? or information about your courses? So online is the best place. The website is acexercise.com. That's acexercise.com or Google Australian Combat and Exercise. We're on Facebook as well. And we've got a 1300 number which you can call and which I like to answer. And all the business coaches say, you need to delegate that responsibility. But I want to speak to the people out there. Now it's hard, but... If I can stick with that for as long as I can, I like to speak to fitness professionals and exercise physiologists and see what's happening and what their fears are. And for me, I love speaking to them all. So yeah, you call that number, highly likely you'll get me and we can have a chat. If you've got any questions or you need some tips, I'm happy to answer those as well. Awesome. All right, thanks so much for talking to the Fitness Industry Podcast. Thank you, Bill. Loved it. For a range of online strength training courses accredited for CECs and other continuing education points, go to the network website, select the courses tab and click on strength and conditioning. Network members save up to 30%, so head to fitnessnetwork.com.au today to grow your skill set and fitness career. And for an amazing weekend of face-to-face learning, be sure to register for Filex, the main event on the fitness industry calendar at filex.com.au.